today on the podcast. Tirga's taking us back to school. Well, I'm using the genius of skills that a kindergarten teacher that was in my home just a few weeks ago shared with me that has really transformed my life. It was a light bulb moment. Yes, it's like a language that we're using now in our home with our kids. Yes. And has really helped us adapt to problems. And with ourselves, because let's be honest, there have been moments that I act like a five-year-old up in this house. Yeah. So let's listen to what a kindergarten teacher has to say. Hi, I'm Tira. And I'm Wes. Welcome to I Get It, the podcast that lets you know we are all on this wild ride together. Speaking of wild rides. Okay, okay, Wes. (laughs) We are here to have those hard conversations you typically don't even have with your best friend. Yeah, from navigating parenthood to living with adventure and generating income so we can actually retire one day. No topic is off limits, and we call body parts what they are. Life isn't always easy, and you are not alone. Welcome to I Get It. I am very sad to report to you that this episode of the podcast is coming to you from the United States of America. I'm happy where you'd be a U.S. citizen, though. Well, I mean, you know, give and take. (laughs) We are supposed to be in Costa Rica in this moment, but our passports ultimately did not come in. If you listened to last week's episode, we shared about travel chaos and mentioned that we were hoping our passports would make it back for our big, incredible vacation. Just and the that's two a of us. story all in itself of how, like, <laughs> oh my kind of some of the loopholes we tried to find. Oh, we went down a very dark black market trying to get an appointment at the Atlanta agency. Yeah. Which it's insane that there's even a black market right now. It's true. For passport appointments. So this episode is actually a great follow-up from last week's episode where we were talking about chaos that we've experienced in travel and now we are just talking about chaos in life (laughs) today was we sat on the front porch and I asked Wes are you tired of just getting beat up (laughs) and he was like what do you mean I said well just today we have been like through the ringer financially with this big financial situation we have had we've been beaten up an, a business situation that's happened and then two of our kids have come down sick today <laughs> you know mm. it's just like things pile up and pile up and pile up and they tend to happen all at once but it feels never ending in the wages household so moving into the topic tonight it is just a perfect thing to talk about in regards to life and how we've managed those travel situations and now how we're managing our family. And we're just talking about problem solving. I was really struggling with our kids. And this is where, not even just our kids, myself as well. Because let's be honest, I can overreact to things. <laughs> <laughs> but I tend to overreact to things that don't matter at all. Like somebody has spilled their milk and I'm just screaming. You know, just completely losing my cool over things that aren't a big deal at the end of the day. And it's really easy to see that with our children right now, who are eight, six, four, and two. There is constantly a problem. And those problems can range from anything over, he looked at me the wrong way, to you're not letting me start a brand new episode of something when I've already been watching what I want to watch, to... 
they had more marshmallows than I did in my cereal. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here's one of them right now. That was literally one of our kids asking why someone died in Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> They've already been put to bed. Great conversation <laughs> for 30 minutes after bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of problems that we run into. <laughs> so we were just really seeing these explosive moments just continually happening moment after moment in our home between the kids, between myself. And it just felt exhausting. Toward the end of every single day, we are all just exhausted. And Wes and I had even gotten to a point where we'd had a fight about it semi-recently because obviously I don't want to react like that to my kids all the time. I don't want to just constantly be popping off with a lid on them. They don't deserve it and it's not who I am and it was creating an unhealthy atmosphere. And so Wes and I were trying to come up with a solution of how he could help me in those moments to recognize like, hey, it's okay, like take breath, without him reprimanding me in front of our kids. Mm, yeah. And so we were just having a really hard time coming up with what that dialogue would look like and how it could play out where I wasn't getting frustrated at him for calling me out and that he wasn't like isolating me in front of our kids. Yeah. And we were in the middle of this discussion over a couple of weeks and we'd been in fights over it because he had called me out in the incorrect way (laughs) one day, which just made me even madder. And our friends, Chris and Noel, happened to come in town. They were traveling in their RV and they're full-time RVers. Are they full-time RVers? Yes. Yes. They're waiting right now for their next full-time house basically awesome yeah i mean nicest couple in the world seriously we you're like best friends with them as soon as you meet them yes exactly and they were staying in our driveway we were so lucky to be able to host them in the rig that they were in and they came in we're giving the tour of the house chris was a kindergarten teacher so she dealt with five-year-olds all the time Mm -hmm. and she is someone who i immediately could just tell she was a good teacher. Yeah. You know, and I have respect for every single person that's willing to step foot in a classroom. I have so much respect for teachers. Mm-hmm. But I've also learned the difference between a really good teacher that's invested. And kindergarten teachers are a whole nother level because they're dealing with these kids popping off at the head, trying to figure out their body, trying to learn how to obey a room full of kindergartners, like that's just the struggle bus. <laughs> I can't imagine dealing with 18 five-year-olds every single day. And she started talking to me because different things had come up. One of our kids has ADHD and we were just talking about their very recent diagnosis in that moment. And she started sharing with me a lesson that she taught early on to her kindergartners. And that was that life is all about problem solving that we solve hundreds of problems all the time. That is, we are constantly solving different types of problems. And as soon as she said that, (laughs) I was like, wow, I've really never thought of it that way. That every day we are faced over and over and over again with a different type of problem. It was really kind of a light bulb moment (laughs) for me. 
And she was telling me that she breaks it down into three separate categories for her students. I love that it was a light bulb moment from the kindergartner teacher. You know, uh, you know what? <laughs> I probably could use sitting in her classroom. Like 100%. She is someone that I just want to sit there and be like, tell me everything about life. Yeah. <laughs> what, both, <laughs> both of them really. Yes, 100%. Both of them. Yes. Give me all the knowledge. Uh, but, but, but you're right, though. Kindergartners are dealing with feelings all the time. The constantly. teachers are trying to like, hey, how do we work through this? And then, hey, guess what? As adults, we're still not <laughs> we're constantly dealing with feelings. Right. And one of the things I have realized as a parent that I am reacting the same way that my kids are to think. Oftentimes, though, they're just showing it on the outside the way I'm feeling it on the inside. Yes. So I'm manifesting it in the form of stress, which then is affecting my body, my immune system, making me sick, those types of things. And they're just screaming it out. And sometimes I'm screaming it out, too, but probably when I should not be screaming yeah. it out. And so having these three categories to work through and each category promotes a different response because everything doesn't deserve the same amount of energy. And so that's what we're sharing today, breaking these three areas down and what a game changer they've been for us. And category number one is a glitch. And what a perfect word for that. Perfect word for glitch. I've never even thought of it. And a glitch is something that can be fixed quickly. And so she was telling a story of in her classroom, these students had built this tower. How often does this happen? They spend time, they built the tower, and then somebody comes and knocks it over. And so often kids just lose their brain when that so-and-so knocked over my tower, you know, in my house. It's Milo broke this. And that student popped up and he goes, it's just a glitch. (laughs) It's okay. Because we know a, how to handle this. Because Yes, because a glitch is something that can be fixed. It's easily fixed. So for me, it's when my kids spill their milk. That is an easy fix. Can I be like, oh man, this is a glitch. Like this kind of makes this moment harder. Yeah, I can share my disappointment in that moment for sure. But it's something that can be solved quickly without a lot of energy. And so we react in the same level of what it's worth. Yes. And this has helped us tremendously because truthfully, I handle bummers and disasters, which are our next two categories. I handle them very well. Glitches are the ones that send me over the edge. And so now that is dialogue that Wes and I can use with each other when something happens and I'm starting to lose it. Wes can easily just pipe up, not even to me, but with the kids and be like, oh, this is a glitch. And it just turns the entire perspective around. Instead of feeling like he's calling me out, he's naming the situation for all of us. And that is so helpful in our relationship and in helping me calm the F down, (laughs) (laughs) which I want and need. Yes. The second category is a bummer. And we all know what a bummer feels like. A bummer isn't something that is easily solved or quick. It takes a little more energy, but it is still something that can be solved. A bummer is something like falling off of your bicycle. You know, you have a little scratch. It's going to take a few days for it to heal, but it's still going to heal. You're going to be okay 
put in some Neosporin and a Band-Aid on there, you're good to go. But that doesn't mean in the moment you can't be upset about it and you can't cry about it because it warrants that response. Mm -hmm. But it may not necessarily be something that you're screaming at the top of your lungs like your grandmother just died. And that is something that Wes and I have been sharing recently. We've had a situation with our bank where Wes deposited a lot of money and then there was an error on the machine. They did not give the money back and we were going out of town. It In the moment, Wes was like, okay, this is a bummer. This can be worked out. Yes. And so he was trying to handle it as such. He was very calm, calling the claims department, calling the branch, just working things out in a very peaceful way. Like you legit handled that in a way that you should a bummer because you knew it was going to take energy. You knew that it was going to take time, but you weren't popping off at the lid just yet. And you had faith that it was going to be worked out. Now as time progressed, they were not working it out and it was heading towards the road of disaster, which is where I stepped in and I showed my face at the branch. We quickly escalated the bummer to catastrophe. We quickly escalated. Well, it wasn't quick. It was 20 days. It was <laughs> yeah. twenty. It took us 20 days to go from the bummer to the disaster level. Yeah. And so that is how we can really recognize the difference of these types of problems. How long is it going to take you to solve it? How- well, and what it was is, you know, the bummer all along. I was like, you know, I know I'm going to get the money back. Clearly, they can watch the camera and see that I tried to deposit this money, but it didn't work. Um, But when it became the catastrophe or disaster is when, oh, gosh, there might be a chance that we may not get this money back because they just gave us a letter saying they denied us, you know. Right, that they were denying the claim. Everything kind of changed then, you know. For sure. And that's actually a question I have. Do multiple glitches make a bummer? You know, like, you know, I kind of think like throughout the day, like, Multiple glitches can happen yeah. and they can kind of turn into something, you know, it levels up a little bit. That's a great point. I, and that's how I was feeling tonight on the porch of sitting there. Like, are you tired of getting beat up was the question that I asked. Mm-hmm. And I, I can definitely see that, but still your response to a bummer is not losing your brain. And so I think that that is where you still weigh it out. You know, if it's a bunch of glitches at the end of the day, you can be like, oh man, today was a bummer. I am exhausted. I am going to get in my bed and binge my show and let my brain detox instead of cleaning and laundry and all these other things that I feel like I have to get done for sure. Versus one glitch, the glitch happened, you cleaned it up, you can move on to laundry. And so absolutely, I do think that these things can stack up over time for sure, because we just, we get worn down over things. Um, But being able to separate each of them individually is what is so helpful because I reach a point with, especially with glitches, I forget how many that I've had Mm. because I'm so quickly able to come back from them because I'm naming them as, oh, I can, I can take care of this in five minutes. So that's not a lot of energy and being able to really see how much energy I have to put into each thing. So the bummer level, it's like, okay, this is going to take some energy. This is going to take some time and I'm going to be frustrated about it. And so we handle that frustration. Like Wes and I talk things out and we 
aren't fighting about it necessarily in most situations, but it takes some conversations to work through for sure. And with the kids, it's teaching them how to communicate what they're feeling in those moments and naming those emotions and helping them solve that problem together where a glitch, they can usually solve them on their own. Like that's something you can handle. A bummer may be where I start to step in and help them navigate what they can do to make it better. The next level and the final level is a disaster. And a disaster is something that either can't be fixed or it's not going to be fixed in the foreseeable future. I mean, it's something that is really, really difficult. Or if it can be fixed, it's going to take an immense amount of energy to fix it. So Wes breaking his leg, 2017, I was 26 weeks pregnant. He had 14 weeks of no weight bearing on his foot. So essentially the entire rest of my pregnancy, he was on crutches and we lived in an upstairs apartment with two other children. And that was a disaster. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was a disaster. And it was something that we knew would be fixed. We knew we would overcome it, but the amount of energy that would it would take to get to that point was just a level that I didn't even have to give at the time. And with our children, those disasters for them would be Abbott broke his leg last year. Like, that's a pretty big... What are you laughing at? What do you think <laughs> yeah, is a disaster? Oh, d- small things are disastrous sometimes. The kids, no, but you know? that's why we're teaching them the difference. 100%. Yes. That, that right there is the exact reason we have these conversations. So these small moments are no longer disasters. Yes. So they can know right now two of our kids have a fever. They feel bad. That's a bummer. It's a bummer to feel bad, but it's not a disaster because you're going to get better. Yes. And it's not a glitch because we can't just fix it in the moment. Exactly. And so helping them really name it and recognize it so every single thing isn't a disaster. And ultimately, it will teach them how to navigate the days on their own and their own emotions as they're working through things. So we're not constantly having to be the ones there to coach them through it. And what I love about this is that it's recognizing that, hey, this this is a problem. How do we deal with it? Because sometimes we go throughout and there may be many glitches, but we just don't even acknowledge them. Yeah. You know, there's spilled milk all over the counter. You know what I mean? Somebody calls and doesn't show up for something. Those happen multiply. And if we acknowledge them, these are just glitches. Nothing. These are easily solvable. Right. Sometimes we just let it get to our head and like, oh my gosh, today is horrible because all this stuff happened. But dude, we solved them, you know? Absolutely. And this is something else that I have read recently that how often we let one bad hour ruin our entire 24 hours. We can say we had such a bad day because we had one bad hour. And for those disaster days, yes, valid. You know, your mama is sick and in the hospital. That is a bad day. And that one hour has completely changed the trajectory of the rest of your days. But oftentimes, especially for me, that one hour could just be filled with five glitches. And I've let that completely change how I'm going to feel about the rest of the six hours before I go to bed that night. 
And when Wes walks in the door, what kind of attitude that I'm going to have and how I'm going to talk to my children. And I really, really need them to see me regulating these problems. That is step one, because what has brought to my attention while I'm really seeing this is because I'm seeing my own behavior mirrored back to me. I will say this. I was going to tell you this after the podcast, but oh gosh, I have seen that 100%. My, my yeah. personality reflected back. Yeah. Just, just yeah. two months ago or something like that, two kids having a fever, it would have been a, a bummer. Big oh, time. you mean I'm working on this and getting better? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying like, yeah, I see our kids being crazy and it's all because of you. No, I'm saying I really feel like you're, you know, being able to categorize that and as we say, sometimes close the window if it doesn't need to be open. The yeah. closing the window things, these things open in your mind, right? This window opens in your that mind. That I'm just constantly worried about. And sometimes we can just close those windows. And I feel like glitches are easily closable. For sure. And that doesn't mean that I'm not worried about the kids because we're supposed to leave for a trip on Thursday. But at this point, I also recognize it's out of my hands. and There's nothing that I can do. Yep. And yeah, that that's a, that's it. That's what we have for today. Life is about navigating problems all day, every day. And a lot of those problems that we make really, really big deals are actually these small moments that we can quickly turn around if we will recognize it for what it is and not let it dictate the rest of our attitude and our emotion. And that's it. And then showing that to our kids. Yeah. Giving vocabulary to what is happening is so transformative for them because often they don't know how to communicate how they feel about something. So for for one of our kids to be able to be like, okay, this is a glitch. I have seen that completely change how they would typically react to something. So Chris, Noel, brilliant. Yes. Kindergarten teachers, y'all are a gift to the actual world. <laughs> you are the ones that make these little babies a lot of who they're going to be. <laughs> and so thank you to all teachers and for sharing knowledge with me. I'm just like, teach me. Yes. <laughs> you know? And you were a kindergartner, kindergarten teacher last year. I was a kindergarten teacher last year, but I was not a good <laughs> kindergarten teacher last year, well. which is why I have so much respect for all of y'all out there. But if you do not follow us on Instagram, you can find me at Tira Wages and you can find Wes at Wes Wages. And assuming that our children are going to get over this fever situation that's happening, the two of us are headed to Miami hmm. on Thursday to look at each other in the eyes alone <laughs> for more than like eight hours. I know last week we were in a hotel. Those are like quick date nights, but we'll get like three days with each other and I can not wait. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. If you know a mom that has young kids, that's trying that they feel like they're just exploding all the time, share it with them. This has been so helpful for me and I know it would be helpful for them as well. All thanks to the incredible kindergarten teacher, Chris. So thank you. I know that life is a little crazy. And there are days that you feel a little crazy, especially when your kids have run into the house 
with muddy shoes after you just mopped. And you want to bang your head into the wall. You it's just a glitch. are not alone. Make them get a towel and wipe it up. I get it. Be happy and love each other. Peace.